You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in for another wonderful, another fabulous episode of SOB Style of Business. I'm your host, Keetra, back again this week with another wonderful guest. I am speaking to the fabulous Jasmine Chibu, who is the CEO of Minorities to Majorities. And she is also, in addition to being an entrepreneur, she is also a med school student who is doing some phenomenal things just helping students and really changing the game when it comes to the way that we search for scholarships, internships, and what happens after we graduate college and things like that. So I have her on today. She's going to give us some information on her app, all the wonderful things she's doing, the speaking engagements, and everything else that she has coming up for 2019. I will let her give us a brief introduction, and you guys know the drill. We'll keep it rolling from there. So, hey, what's up, Jasmine? How's everything going? Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Um, thank you for being on the show. Go ahead and take over. You got it. Of course. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for the amazing intro. It's great. You've covered it all. So yes, I am the CEO and founder of Minorities Majorities, which is a mobile app based platform designed to connect underrepresented students. So that's women, ethnic minorities, members of the LGBT community and international students with various scholarships, internships and fellowships across the country. So we're in the business of transforming lives one student at a time. We really call ourselves the opportunity app for students. In addition, you mentioned I'm a first year medical student at Duke this year. And yeah, so I have a just a, I have a background. My background is mainly in the sciences, to be honest, but I saw a need for this app and I just went for it. And so that's kind of my I guess we'll go into it a little later. That's kind of how I started my entrepreneurial journey. Good deal. Yeah. And I, I know from I know I had a great opportunity when we initially met over the summer and then also just kind of reading and learning a little bit more about your experience and some of the things that you were doing is that you kind of you saw the need based on your own personal experience, just kind of being the only person in the room and just trying to find different ways to get some of the resources that you needed. So let's talk a bit about the creation of the app. Like first, let's start with the inspiration. And, you know, definitely if you want to kind of get more into how that came about, and then we'll lead into actually how it actually works and, and other some other stuff after that. Yeah, no, definitely. So you kind of touched on it. So I graduated from undergrad in 2015, and I was working a research job, which is kind of what people do before medical school. Um, and I just realized that I was the only, I was one of two women, and then the only person of color in the room. And I would hear them talk about various things that just didn't make sense in terms of my experiences as a minority or as a woman. And so I realized that we needed more diversity in the room, in the, in the room completely. And so at that point, I was also looking towards going to grad school, because I was like, I can't do with this job. It was just too much for me. So as I was starting my process of applying to graduate schools, I started looking for scholarships. So MTM was kind of inspired by my own search. So as I was searching for opportunities, I found it really, really difficult to find things that I could identify with and that I could actually apply for. Yeah. Um, as I was searching, it was very difficult. It took a long time. And then after an hour, I find out I'm not from Alabama and can't apply, right? Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah, it's discouraging and it wastes your time. So I was like, there has to be a better way. So I actually ended up starting, I went very rudimentary. I started off with an Excel spreadsheet, started off making a, a list of scholarships for myself. And then throughout that search, found so many that other people could apply for, like family members. I would send them things. And I, really, I just started accumulating a large list on an Excel spreadsheet. And then I realized, like, hey, other people can use this. And 
so I kind of dabbled with the idea of an app. Like, how can we get all these opportunities in the hands of underrepresented students? Because I think it's also especially hard for underrepresented students to find curated platforms for us. But we're like, hey, I'm an African-American woman in high school. I need a scholarship and find it really quickly. So I started, um, that's kind of where the inspiration is, kind of my own struggles with finding funding for graduate school and um, pursuing higher education. Exactly. Yeah. And I noticed, and the app is actually a, a free, like in the app store, right? Because I noticed that you, that part is something that people can go and just gre- and download, right? Yes, it's a free app. Because I mean, one of my big is- biggest issues is one of our competitors out there is kind of two ninety nine a month. And that eliminates access, right? We're all about access and granting opportunities to the underserved. So we always say we serve the underserved, right? Those students who don't have the money, the students or people who just aren't even willing to pay, right? We don't yeah. want them to be limited by payment or funds at all. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that is phenomenal. I know most of the times a lot of those apps that you can benefit from, a lot of those guys do have monthly fees. And just to speak of it being an app that targets, connects rather, underserved communities with scholarship opportunities and internships and things like that, that has huge potential. Like it's a huge moneymaker. But talk to us a bit about the actual scholarship research process. I know you said that that was one of the things that you would apply and then find out that you had to be from Alabama. Like what was one of the the biggest hangups of the whole research process? Basically what I'm asking is how do you guys kind of take the hassle out of finding those potential opportunities? Right. So currently, if you just go on the internet, well, we kind of feel like the internet's oversaturated, right? There's actually so much information that's actually overwhelming and you kind of have this idea of where you start. So if you're using the MTM app, we have it separated based on demographics. So if you in demographics, um, education level. So say you're in high school, you can through our app, you can click the high school tab. Say you're a woman, you can click the um, woman tab. And there you have a list of tons of scholarships for high school women. Say you're in high school and you're an African-American and then you're an African-American woman. You can like you can curate it and um, narrow down your search very easily and literally a few clicks to opportunities that you potentially qualify for. So that eliminates all those things that those thousands of Google search that should kind of lead you to trap pages that are no longer active, scholarships that are no longer valid, right? We're eliminating all that wasted time. Or if you're in graduate school and you're looking for fellowships, we have a tab and a selection for graduate students are looking for a fellowship. And as we grow and progress and as we start redeveloping our app and doing iterations, we're getting a little even more granular with that, right? We want yeah. it to be a really easy process where someone can put in their profile and that way when new scholarships are added, it automatically auto-fills into their scholarship list, right? Because it fits their profile. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that is creatively and carefully curated when it comes to just kind of being able to narrow narrow it down a bit and make things a bit easier. And I love the way you created this uh, spreadsheet for yourself so that you could kind of pinpoint different opportunities. But not only did you do that, you kind of saw the need and you created the company and the app to kind of give back. Like, why was sharing this information an important step for you? I'm going to med school, right? Because I, I like I'm in the business of healing, and I also think communities and people can be healed through education, right? I think building strong educational ties, building strong career professional ties, really can help strengthen the community. So for me, it was about giving back to people. So maybe their struggle would be a little less than it was for me, right? But maybe they wouldn't have to spend several weekends searching for opportunities. Maybe it could be easier. Maybe they would have more access. It'd be a more efficient process for minority students coming behind me. That way, we can fill those spaces. Like I, I find it unfortunate to be one of the only minorities in a space, right? It's not yeah. a comfortable feeling for me at all. So it's that idea of if we can bring more people into this space, bring more diversity perspectives. And I really do think education is the pipeline. People always say it sounds quite cliche, but education really is the key. Like if you're able to get yourself in those spaces and whether it's even through different career internships, you have a much better chance of succeeding. And so I'm really in the business of helping 
um, minorities kind of really push them into these higher education and professional spaces. And I really do think it will help bring it back to the community, right? Strengthen our communities one person at a time. Love that. Yeah, definitely got to appreciate that. And I know you also give back with your time because you, you know, you mentor and you do a bit of consulting for students and recent graduates and parents. Tell us a bit about your programs, like how they work in regards to uh, consultation. Right. So um, our consultations are kind of, we have two groups. So we have individual consulting, and then we also have um, school-based or organization-based consulting. So when it comes to our individuals, um, they, whether it's a parent, a student, whoever may be a recent graduate, they kind of reach out to us and they come to us with what they're looking for. Are they looking for scholarships? Are they looking for internships? Are they looking for fellowships? What exactly is it? And from then, um, we kind of conduct like a preliminary evaluation, um, and that evaluation is based on everything further their demographics, their interests. Are they interested in music? Do they want to major in music? Their schools of choice, do they want to stay maybe in the state of Texas, a local university, or do they want to go to a private university? What's their um, annual income? All of those questions, we can get a great, a better profile of the student or individual. And from there, once we get that information and analyze it, we pitch back to them um, a curated list of opportunities which they have qualified for based on their initial assessment. And then from there, we have tiered services. So if students want to help them through their application process, we can do that. Sometimes students just want a list so they can apply for them by themselves, and that's great as well. And then also for with the schools, we do a lot of mentoring and also consulting. So I give a lot of free time because I think it's really necessary. So I conduct several, MTM conducts several scholarship and internship workshops for students. So basically teaching them the tips and strategies to craft competitive scholarship applications. That's what we do. And then also we consult with the schools. We have a scholarship guidebook um, to try and we're working with consulting the schools to set up a curriculum, right? So how can we help these students effectively and efficiently apply for scholarship applications and how, how can we help them be awarded these um, scholarships? So that's currently what we're doing right now, which is with our schools. Yeah, that's that's actually awesome because I know sometimes, especially like the kids that do really well, they sometimes we fall into the habit of waiting till at the end of the year and you just kind of see what scholarships come in. But this allows you to kind of go out. Like so maybe if you're a sophomore or a junior or something like that, you know, I'm pretty sure that you, you guys probably have it set up to where you can do some research ahead of time, right? Yeah, definitely. We encourage that. Like every student we talk to, we've even talked to, we've even had workshops for middle school students. I truly believe it's never too early, right, to start looking for stuff. Even if you just start like I did with an Excel spreadsheet, that way you'll be very prepared by the time you're a junior or senior in high school, right, to apply for these things. You'll be ahead of the ahead of the game. You'll have everything kind of prepped. You'll know what you'll be writing about already. So yeah, starting early, starting as a freshman, starting in middle school, it's never too early. Perfect. Yep. I definitely agree with you there. So let me roll into this. I'm going to come back to something else in regards to MTM and and what you guys think about, like as far as like technology and how that has kind of helped you reach those markets. But first, when it comes to students and minority students in particular, what do you think is one of the most common frustrations that they face when it comes to finding and looking for those different scholarship opportunities? Currently, I think there's a gap between minority students and access to scholarships and career development programs. And I think this gap is widened by a lack of resources, right? Um, historically, and even now, minority populations or areas tend to be less funded in terms of public schooling or schools in general. There's a lack of support from people in the educational field, from maybe teachers who don't think they can make it, maybe yeah. family support, whatever it may be, because the generational ties of higher education, right, due to very circumstances are less lengthy, right, than maybe Caucasians. And there's also a lack of easily visible role models. So there's mm-hmm. a huge gap caused by these 
lack of resources, support, and lack of um, visible role models. So what MTM aims to do is to really bridge, be the vehicle that bridges that gap, right? Because you can't apply for things you don't know about. Exactly. So we want, yeah, we want these students to know about it. Like get it in their hands. That way they can ha- they can start somewhere. You can't start if you're not if you're not even at the, the start line, right? If you don't have shoes on, you can't even start. So we're trying to give them the shoes. We're trying to bridge that gap and help them and also support them. We focus a lot on supporting these students. So throughout their process, so whether it's through our consulting or whether it's through our workshops, we or through our free work resources we, we offer through our social media, we want to help students get to that very next step. And then we also are very, very big on, um, we call them our MTM trailblazers. So highlighting individuals who may be underrepresented, who are doing being trailblazers in their fields. Because one thing I have found, and you may have also, is that you often don't see a minority being successful unless they're in entertainment, right? right. Whether that's sports or music. music yeah. And that's problematic, right? Because what if you, I, I know myself, I can't dance, I can't sing, I can't do any of that. <laughs> yeah. So hey, where make two of us. Yeah, exactly. I have no musical talent. Where do I lie? So I should have the opportunity to be successful. And there are black female doctors who are being amazing. They're just not showing as much, right? So bringing those people to the forefront is really what we're trying to do. So yeah, so we're kind of working on all those fronts, increasing access, increasing support, and increasing visibility of great role models. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Now let's fast forward and jump into the technology aspect of it. So there's, you know, obviously the app, you have all, uh, the kids on the phone a majority of the time. So when it comes to like the entire process, are you like when you go to MTM app, can you actually kind of select and save the, the opportunities that you're interested in and fill out the applications later? Or how does the technology help you to make these opportunities available? And then secondly, tell us how that works. Like, say, for instance, if somebody goes, they download the app right now, what do they do? Do they need to set up a profile or can they, after they set up a profile, can they start applying for opportunities? How does that process work there? So, yes, I'll address your first question. So how does technology help? So technology in general helps us get our information in front of a large audience, right? If I had to go from school to school, there's no way it would reach as many people. But something with something like an app, it's something that someone can have in their phone. Like you said, it's handheld. It's easy. It's really easy to get to. So we're able to put all of our resources in front of students in a very easy and fast, um, and fast way. So that's one of the great ways that we're trying to use and leverage technology. Um, laptops are great, but like you said, we know students are always on their phone, whether they're middle-aged or young students. Yeah. Um, and currently, um, addressing your second question on the app, so currently the way you you don't have a way to set up your profile currently on the app, but we are in the development of developing our next generation app. So that's like our improvements and innovations. This is very much so our very baby and we've learned a lot. Um, so you can set up a profile now, but right now, currently on the app, you can identify a scholarship you can apply for and you can they have the link in the app to the website. So you can click the link and you can go straight to the website and start applying and see all of the, anything else you want to know, any more background information about the website. But in our next generation app, that is something we're moving towards. We're moving towards creating a profile and then being able to, we're going to try to establish partnerships with these organizations so they can apply through our app. So those are our next steps. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, I'll tell you what, talk about a major hack. You guys are hacking the scholarship and <laughs> internship game, <laughs> you know, cutting out like a tons of steps because uh, first you, like you said, you have to find it. You have to know that it's available and then you have to know where to go to actually apply for it. So you guys are actually, you definitely helping there. I want to ask you this as well. Seniors get to the end of the, the high school year, you know, getting ready to graduate. Sometimes you have parents that really are not, or they're not familiar with, 
different scholarship opportunities and things like that. What recommendations do you have for those students who they're familiar with, like they might be interested in some different scholarships. The parents may not be so familiar, but what recommendations do you have for those who are preparing to apply for scholarships? And also like maybe some key points, like for the parents and the students, you know, so that they can work together. Because I know a lot of times when you apply for the scholarship as a student, you need your parents' information sometimes. Give us some information on that. Definitely. Um, so I will say the biggest thing is to start early. So if you're senior in applying, that's also fine if you can start earlier. I think because you one thing with these scholarships is a lot of them, they have varying deadlines, right? Some have deadlines in August of your senior year, right? So you may just be getting and some have deadlines in October, some have deadlines over Christmas break or in March. So you want to make sure that you're not missing out on opportunities simply because you don't want to miss out on opportunities simply because you weren't organized, right? right. So my first thing is start early. Start curating that list, um, curating that list. My second tip is do your research. So doing your research, I always promote use MTM's app, but also use your, um, your college counselors. They are that's their job every single day is to help students reach the next um, higher education, right? They probably have a list of so many opportunities and they know students in the past who've been awarded those opportunities and they know what they've done in order to get them. So go to them and use them as a resource. And I would also say apply for local and national scholarships. I think sometimes people will tend to be so fascinated um, by these large $40,000 four-year scholarships. And don't get me wrong, those are great. However, they're more competitive. The more money they're offering, the more competitive. So also apply to your local scholarships. Apply to scholarships like a, a local church or a synagogue may be offering. Even if you don't identify, most times they don't have that requirement, right? Or maybe your local Boys and Girls Club or Jack and Jill. Apply yeah. for local scholarships because of several $1,000 scholarships or $500 scholarships, that all adds up in the realm of college money. So... Yeah. Um, I would also say um, do not like, neglect your FAFSA. We talked about parents. I think FAFSA is a huge thing. I think the current stats are about – so the FAFSA is a free application for federal student aid, and that's something that if you want any type of grant or loan money, you have to fill out. And I think the current stats are that about 47% of students don't fill it out, and that leaves about 3 billion dollars in unclaimed federal grant money which is crazy because grant money you don't have to pay back so that's what you want um but students and their parents aren't filling it out and i know it can be lengthy but really take the time to fill it out and if your parents have no idea they've never done it that's even more reason why you should start even earlier you should be start filling out the fafsa the day it opens right so if it takes you three weeks to do it to gather the right documents you will still submit it on time yeah because and i don't i said i encourage all students to submit the fafsa there are no negative effects for filling out the fafsa so they won't come to your parents' house and take away their money or take away something. They can only give you money, right? They won't charge you extra for college. So there are no negative effects. So fill out your FAFSA and get your parents to help you or a guidance counselor. Work on it with your guidance counselor or someone in your community. But the FAFSA is very, very important. And that, quali- that lets you qualify for Pell Grants, for various grants for higher education. Oh, wow. Yeah, you have given us the scoop because, like you said, a lot of people don't know about the FAFSA or, you know, just... Some of the parents alone are not familiar with it, but we definitely appreciate you sharing that information. And um, I know we got like a handful of minutes left, but I before we go, let's talk about entrepreneurship and creating products and services. How has the entrepreneurial journey been for you as a minority woman? You know, I know that you the MTM is fairly new and you guys are uh, finishing up the beta and kind of getting things uh, developed for the second phase. Tell us a little bit about your experience. I think the best 
best way to describe it. It's, it's, it's been a process. <laughs> As yeah. you can tell by my story, I don't have any business background at all. I come from sciences. So I think being an entrepreneur and being a black woman in this process has been a constant state of learning, constant state of strategizing and innovating or tossing an idea or product. So I feel like throughout this journey, I feel like I've accomplished things, but you never feel like you're at an end, right? I feel like the entrepreneurship journey is a constant journey. It's like a treadmill that never stops. But I think that's also exciting, right? Because you're continually learning. With everything that doesn't work, I've learned a lot. Or even just being on that panel with you all and fellow entrepreneurs, I learned a lot about people's journeys, right? I feel like I'm a sponge since I've become an entrepreneur. I'm constantly soaking in information. And yeah, I've learned a lot of good and bad, but at the end of the day, it's a learning. So I think that's been the biggest thing. I think as a black female, just as always, every state of being a black female, just being super resilient, right? Not being knocked down by the first person to tell you no, or this won't work, it doesn't make sense, yeah. and keep pushing on. Because I had several people, when I when I pitched this idea to one of my friends, who was like a college, uh, high school counselor, she was like, well, they already have stuff like this. Yeah. You know, and like, just not letting that deter you. So whether it is, because I could have stopped me because she was in the educational space, but just keep pushing, I think this biggest thing. And then actually just enjoying the process. I've been trying to focus on that a little bit more instead of milestones, but make sure I'm, enjoying the process of being like growing my business from the ground up. Exactly. Yeah, no, well, I tell you what, I, I know what you mean by <laughs> just kind of <laughs> realizing that it's a process and being able to enjoy that as opposed to trying to meet a goal and hit a milestone. Yeah. So I'm I'm yeah. a guilty party with that one as well, uh, Jasmine. <laughs> so before we wrap up, I know Minorities to Majorities is currently running a promotion on all of your wonderful apparel, which is great because I know the holidays is coming up. And I know you have a special treat for our listeners, so I will let you give us some information on that, and then we'll get ready to close out for this particular episode. Yes, for sure. So I definitely have a special gift. Um, So for everyone who's listening, if you go to the MTM website, so that's www.gomtm.com, and you check out all of our apparel and merchandise, that's t-shirts, that's phone cases, we are giving you guys a special code to get 15% off your entire purchase. And that code is style of business. So the name of this podcast, and you'll get 15% off your entire purchase. And that is good for the next 30 days. So get a gift. Christmas is coming up. Get a gift for your friends, family, and take advantage of that. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm a lazy shopper. I know this is off topic, but I I will probably be hitting up the store just to grab a couple of items just because I don't feel like getting into the holiday rush and the stores and all that other stuff. I am straight Amazon online holiday shopping each year, every year. Um, Me too. So yeah, Prime is my best friend. But we will (laughs) we'll share this as well, Jasmine, the promotion that you guys are running on the show notes. And uh, like I said, the wonderful audience members, if you guys will, if you're interested, definitely check out Minorities to Majorities and be sure to put in the code style of business if you want to receive the wonderful 15% off on the merchandise. And before we go, Jasmine, go ahead and let us know where we can find you guys online, where we can go and grab and download the app. And then also, if you have any upcoming events, conferences, engagements, books, any wonderful fabulousness that you have coming out, go ahead and share that with us, too. Hey, great. Um, yeah, so you can find our website at www.gomtm.com and you can find everything about MTM, our mission, our vision, um, our services. And you can also find our apparel there and use your 50% off code. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook. We're Minorities Majorities on Facebook and also Minorities Majorities app on Instagram. So check out our, co- um, our apparel, check out our tips. We have tips for strategies and everything like that as 
well. And then also we have launched, we're relaunching our scholarship guidebook and that's currently available from Amazon. It's called the ultimate scholarship guide. And so basically it's our tips, tricks, and strategies and over a hundred plus scholarships in the back database of the book, which um, for students on how to craft competitive scholarship applications. So get that now. Um, it's really cheap. You can get it on ebook or um, in paperback. So help us be inspired and support students as they achieve their dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, guys, go out and grab the book or the ebook. I know you guys probably have different family members and people that you know who are preparing to attend college. And if scholarships are available, you may as well take advantage. So thanks so much, Jasmine, for being on the show again. We look forward to having you back soon to update us with all the great things you have going with minorities to majorities. And we appreciate your time. No, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. All right. Take care. Take care. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.